Friends and family of Marshall Bible Church, the Lord be with you. And also with you. Grateful that you're joining us together here uh, to mark the beginning of this season of Lent as we begin with today's Ash Wednesday service. Um, if you've picked up an experienced Lent box, uh, you'll want some of the supplies there, both the ashes, the wipes, uh, a printed liturgy. If you haven't done that, not a problem. Words are here for you as we continue to make our way through this service. I want to begin together inviting you uh, to speak with me these words as we begin this season of Lent. As we begin Lent, O holy God, strengthen us in our endeavors against evil. Help us to live this season as true disciples on our way to transformation and fullness of life. Bless our efforts to live in union with you and all the people of the world. Help us to discover whatever interferes with loving each other. Make us reconciled to you, O God, that we may put on the holiness of Christ and give you glory. O God, grant that we may be sensitive to your presence in our lives by taking time to pause for reflection and remembrance. We raise our hearts to you in prayer. Draw us even closer to you. We ask this in union with all people who begin this season in your name. And amen. Let's respond uh, with a little bit of song. tell it wasn't great. Not an emergency, but not quite time to dilly-dally in my parental response. After a few cries, 
as I'm walking towards the commotion. The crying voice wails, I need a band-aid! And continues to cry. And I arrive in the room to see my four-year-old crumpled on the floor, just in on himself, doubled over. And I try to wrap my arms around him. Maybe you've had a similar experience with a child and he just won't let me, but the cries continue. And the demand for a band-aid that will fix it. He wants the things that will heal him, right? The, the, the parent's comfort and the, the visual healing that comes from the magical Band-Aid. But he doesn't know how to get there on his own. So today, Ash Wednesday, the day that's graciously built into the church calendar, where we are reminded again of, of how to confess, how to name what is not right. We join in a tradition that's over a thousand years old and practiced around the world. The uncomfortable activity, yet necessary, of naming what is not right. For some of us, we need no reminder of our mortality. We know that death is all too real and feels all too close in this season. But the reminder for us who are there is that even in sickness and in death and in dying, that we are held and beloved by our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. And yet, for others of us, we need a reminder that we are not invincible, that we will not live forever and ought not to live like we will live forever. So today we're invited to embrace our need, to receive the sign of the ashes, to know our mortality, our limits, to uh, practice our penitence, which is the church lingo for, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? We get to do this together. But I'll tell you, in the midst of naming these things, today is not about shame. But before God and and one another, we name what's wrong. And we're able to do this with with confidence and, and with freedom as much as we're able through the uncomfortableness, knowing that this is undergirded by the promise and the person of Jesus Christ in whom all will be and is being made right. Our next move revolves around these words. Remember, from ashes you came, from ashes you will return. And then the imposition or the putting them on our forehead of these ashes. These words come to us from Genesis chapter 3, the beginning of our Christian story. You might know it, it revolves around these two characters, Adam and Eve. Adam whose, whose very name reflects dirt, soil, dust. And also is is this basis for humanity. And so these characters together are us. And just a few chapters uh, before, they are made from the dust. And here in chapter 3 of Genesis, we see that all is not well. Pride and rebellion enter the story. Sin 
I don't love to say that. I'm conditioned not to in many ways. And yet today we name it, that sin enters the story. Things are broken. And these people hide in shame. But God is not surprised by them. Nor is God surprised by you and I and the naming of what is wrong. In fact, the response in verse 9, this beautiful, not an accusatory question, where are you? God desires to walk again with his children. Where are you? And so he moves towards them. And in this conversation that follows, God affirms that all is not well. From the ground to the thorns to the sweat and the pain and the distance and toil that will come after, all is not well. And saying, Adam, things will be broken until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, from dust you are, and from dust you will return, says the Lord. Naming with us the brokenness. But then God moves in a way to cover their shame. To cover their nakedness and begin the reparation process of what was broken. So when the wound is exposed, there can be healing. When my my four-year-old lets me hold him and reveals what is wrong so he can receive that band-aid, when we all answer God's call to us of where are you, it is then that we can be embraced and forgiven trust the promise of our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. And so friends, it is in that spirit that we pray. It's in that spirit that we we move towards this tangible symbol of all that is not right in these ashes and we put them on our, our body because it is in this body that we have participated in sin and feel the effects of what is not right. And so... Would you pray with me? Almighty God, you have created us out of the dust of the earth. Grant that these ashes may be to us a sign of our mortality and penitence. That we may remember that it is only by your gracious gift that we are given everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. So wherever you are, we have an opportunity uh, to be marked by the ashes. And if, if you are with others, allow them to come close to you and name you by name before we say this to one another. Remember from ashes you came and to ashes you will return. To put, put the smudge of dirt on our forehead. And if you are engaging in worship with us and you are alone today, I think we take comfort in the words of the Apostle Paul that you are surrounded by the great cloud of witnesses and that all is not how it is supposed to be today. And that's part of what we're doing and acknowledging. And so let the ashes mark you 
mark one another by name. As we enter this, remember from ashes you came, and to ashes you will return. into a time of confession over these next couple of minutes and uh, we'll get into a rhythm where um, I'll represent our prayers and invite you to pray what's in the brackets on the screen and on your printed liturgy when I say Lord have mercy on us you'll respond for we have sinned against you and we'll continue to move forward that way and we'll include a little bit of sung response throughout here as well. And so let's pray together, confident, as Tim said, in that promise of Jesus. Most holy and merciful Father, we confess to you and to one another and to the whole communion of saints in heaven and on earth that we have sinned by our own fault in thought and word and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not forgiven others as we have been forgiven. We have been deaf to your call to serve as Christ served us. We have not been true to the mind of Christ and we have grieved your Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy upon us for we have sinned against you. For all our unfaithfulness and disobedience, for our pride and vanity and hypocrisy, Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have sinned against you. For our self-pity and impatience, and our envy of those we think more fortunate than ourselves. Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have sinned against you. For our sexual impurity, our exploitation of other people, 
and our failure to give ourselves in love. Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have sinned against you. dishonesty in daily life and work, for our ingratitude for your gifts and our failure to heed your call. Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have sinned against you. for our blindness to human need and suffering and our indifference to injustice and cruelty. Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have sinned against you. For our wastefulness and misuse of your creation and our lack of concern for those who come after us. Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have sinned against you. false judgments, for prejudice and contempt of others, and for all uncharitable thoughts and actions toward our neighbors. Lord, have mercy upon us. 
we have sinned against you. For seeking the praise of others rather than the approval of God. Lord, have mercy upon us. For we have sinned against you. For our negligence in prayer and worship and our failure to commend the faith that is in us. Lord, have mercy upon us. For we have sinned against you. And then uh, all together, we'll read and pray Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. And open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken 
and contrite heart, you, God, will not despise. And please join me in this prayer of thanksgiving by reading the words inside the brackets. May the God of love and power forgive us and free us from our sins. Heal and strengthen us by his spirit and raise us to new life in Christ our Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and the wonders he does for his children. Blessed be the Lord who has heard our voices and our prayers. Amen. And this is the spot in the service where uh, it's with real joy and with real honor that I get to remind us of this unearned, unmatched grace of God and remind us that there is forgiveness. And so I speak these words to you. Believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Let's respond again in song.
me close uh, with this final prayer together. O Lord, who has mercy on all, take away from us the heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh, a heart to love and adore thee, a heart to delight in thee, to follow and enjoy thee. For Christ's sake, and amen. Friends and family, receive this benediction as we close today. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. May God's grace and God's peace be with each and every one of you.